Support comes from Bellingham's Whatcom Museum with its historic Hall of Birds. On May 31st and June 1st, hosting bird taxidermist and museum preservationist Alice Markham for a weekend of events and workshops. Details and tickets at whatcommuseum.org. Hey, good morning. It's Patricia Murphy. It's Tuesday. This is Seattle Now. Kroger and Albertson say they'll fight the federal government's lawsuit to stop their proposed $24 billion merger. In filing the suit, the Federal Trade Commission says the deal would be bad for competition and consumers. The Grocery Workers Union agrees. We have been opposed from it since day one. We knew that mass consolidation in the grocery industry, it's not good for consumers, it's not good for workers, it's not good for farmers, it's not good for anybody up and down the supply chain. In a minute, Seattle Times business reporter Paul Roberts explains what this latest move could mean. But first, let's get you caught up. A report commissioned by the Federal Aviation Administration on Boeing found a lack of awareness around safety metrics at all levels of the company. The panel was made up of two dozen independent experts from the aviation industry, government and academia. They made more than four dozen recommendations for improvement. The rent stabilization bill we talked about on the show last week is likely dead. The Senate Ways and Means Committee failed to vote on the bill before the cutoff yesterday. The measure would have capped the amount landlords could raise current tenants' rent each year. And if you've got something to say about Mayor Bruce Harrell's proposal to bring a gunshot detection system to the city, today is your last opportunity. There's a public meeting tonight at the Bitter Lake Community Center. The Washington ACLU has raised concerns about the technology. We'll drop a link to the online comment form in the show notes. That's it for now. Make sure to join Paige Browning tonight for evening headlines. In January, Washington State Attorney General Bob Ferguson filed a lawsuit to block the merger of Kroger and Albertsons. Not long after, Colorado's Attorney General followed suit, and yesterday, the feds got involved. The FTC filed a lawsuit in an effort to block the deal. They say the merger comes at a time when shoppers are facing steep grocery prices. Paul Roberts is a business reporter at the Seattle Times. He's here to break it down for us. Hey, Paul, good to talk to you. You bet. Good to be here. Paul, the Federal Trade Commission sued to block the merger between Kroger and Albertsons. Not entirely unexpected. Let's talk about why and what's behind the FTC's move. So this had been expected for a while. And one of the main concerns that is going to be raised here when they do file the suit is the same one that the Washington Attorney General brought up, which is that the proposed remedy, the thing that's supposed to keep this from you know wiping out competition, is Kroger and Albertsons will divest stores to a third party, CNS Wholesale Grocers. And that will sort of create this competing sort of entity that can operate in, in places like Washington State, where Kroger and Albertsons have a lot of stores and will sort of become this this basically competitor. And the FTC is saying, we don't think that works. Um, we don't think CNS Wholesale has the capacity to effectively run these divested stores. So if that's the case, then combining Kroger and Albertsons, all it does is remove competition, which then allows prices to go up for consumers and also hurts the bargaining position of workers at those stores. 
Yeah, and we can talk a little bit more about that in a bit. But first, you know, Washington Attorney General Bob Ferguson's suit, you mentioned, already been filed. What might change about that now that the government has made this move? It's really unclear. I mean, you know, again, legal observers have watched this process unfold. You know, there are nine states, I believe, that are going to be joining the FTC in their action. Um, you know, nine states where Kroger and Albertsons are heavy players. And so one possibility is that the Washington, you know, the AG's office looks at that and says, all right, we'd be better served by joining that lawsuit as well. And so we will suspend our lawsuit. I haven't heard anything from the Washington Attorney General. And, um, you know, so it's really unclear what's going on there. And we also haven't seen the lawsuit filed by the FTC. So we can't see how similar it is to Washington's. But one imagines, based on the statements from the FTC this morning, that a lot of the same issues are being brought up. So again, it's unclear if the Washington, if, you know, the Washington Attorney General will look at this and say, this accomplishes what we'd intended to accomplish or whether the attorney general looks at it and says, you know, this isn't sufficient. It doesn't look after Washington state's interest as much as we feel it should. And, um, you know, and they and maybe decides to continue their action. You know, the grocery workers union has been against this from the jump. How are they thinking about this today? And let's talk about their claim that this merger would hurt shoppers and employees. So, you know, they argued against the suit from the get-go and, um, you know, basically raising the same issues that the uh, attorney general had raised, which is that this will remove competition and will hurt consumers by making it easier for these stores to raise prices. But, you know, they've also pointed out that this will take away the sort of the bargaining leverage that workers presently enjoy. The idea is that, you know, if you work for Kroger, you know, you can say since there are you know two entities here, workers that in a safe way say have a bargaining uh, advantage if they're a separate entity, and if the two companies are combined, the workers will essentially be bargaining against one employer as opposed to two. So um, th- that's definitely that's been the argument that labor has made here. You know, it's kind of raised eyebrows that the that the FTC is really wading into. Um, sort of the the worker side of this. Typically, the FTC goes and focuses on consumer impacts. The fact that they are looking here at worker impacts is, according to some legal experts, a bit novel. And that's certainly drawn a lot of fire from, you know, some critics who think that, you know, that's more political than it needs to be. But certainly the, you know, from the labor side there, they welcome that uh, inclusion and, you know, feel that, that's one of the reasons you'd want to stop a merger like this, that it would be bad for workers. What should shoppers take away from this, Paul? We've got Kroger and Albertson saying that they need to do this, you know, to stay competitive. We've got the government saying and the grocery workers union and everyone raising questions about whether or not this is actually good for competition. What should just shoppers get about this? I think shoppers have to sort of wait and see in the sense that the, um, you know, here's another vote against the merger. You know, we've got the Washington Attorney General. We've got the Colorado Attorney General both coming out against it. We have legal experts weighing in saying that, you know, they are also a little skeptical about CNS as a viable player. And now the FTC has come in and said – um, to no one's great surprise that it also disagrees with the logic of the merger. 
the, I guess the, the, the wait and see part of it is that this is a long process. This is a, you know, there, there are a lot of procedural steps that have to go through. I mean, essentially the FTC has, it's done a couple of things today. It's, it's, it's basically filed a complaint against the merger. It's also authorized its staff to file a suit against the merger. And it's, it's um, going to ask a court for a temporary um, restraining order against the merger. If the FTC sort of wins its case and withstands appeal by Kroger and Albertsons, then the merger is dead. If a court decides against or decides against the FTC's case, then the um, the merger would go ahead. And so that's why the FTC wants an, a restraining order in the meantime. Okay. All right. Paul, what are you watching for over the next week or so? I suppose just, you know, the, the more specific details, I would love to look at the lawsuit and see what arguments they're raising. And then, um, you know, I'd love to hear from legal experts as to whether they think this is a viable case. There's a lot of moving parts here, a lot of detail that have to be considered. And um, it's not something I think that we're going to have an answer to anytime soon. One more question before I let you go. You know, this comes at a time when inflation has ratcheted up grocery prices all over the place. Everybody is feeling the pinch. Do you think that plays a role in any of this? I mean, certainly it plays a role in the FTC's sort of muscular action here. And also, I think uh, at the state level, um, a lot of politicians and uh, regulators really feel that they're under a lot of pressure to do something for consumers. I'm sure that's adding to some of the energy here. I know the White House has also come out with a statement, sort of unusual. So I'll read you the comment here. It says, the White House does not comment on pending litigation. Generally speaking, um, the president supports fair and vigorous antitrust enforcement. President Biden has made clear that competition is key to capitalism. When large corporations are not checked by healthy competition, they too often do not pass cost savings on to consumers and exploit their workers. So, I mean, (laughs) this is, you know, the the White House is like not commenting on the FTC's action, but it's commenting on it. So it's clearly on people's minds, but not not just because it's an election year. But this is uh, this is going to be front and center, I think, for a while. Yeah, well, it certainly makes it easy to talk about, Paul Roberts. Really appreciate you taking the time. Thanks so much. All right. My pleasure. Paul Roberts is a business reporter for The Seattle Times. Thank you for listening to Seattle Now, and thanks to the generous listeners who financially support this show by donating to KUOW. Today's episode was produced and edited by Caroline Chamberlain Gomez. Our production team also includes Claire McGrain, Paige Browning, Andy Hurst, and Vaughn Jones. Matt Jorgensen does our theme music. Seattle Now and KUOW Public Radio are members of the NPR Network. I'm Patricia Murphy. See you later. Seattle in the 90s. A tidal wave of iconic music roars out of this sleepy city and launches a pop culture revolution. Here's a story you haven't heard. Let the Kids Dance is a new podcast about the rise and fall of Seattle's teen dance ordinance, the law that made it illegal for young people to go to concerts. A story of moral panic, grassroots activism, and an unstoppable music community that fought for its freedom. Listen to Let the Kids Dance from KUOW and the NPR Network.